Hey, music nerds, you're listening to another episode of the Niagara Moon podcast, hosted by yours truly, Thomas Irwin. And we're talking albums, so you know I got Dan Barracuda coming in here as well. For this week, he picked Cat Stevens' T for the Tiller Man. I got to say, he knocked it out of the park. I, I was pretty surprised with uh, how much I really appreciated this album. It's totally a pleasure to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, the the episode's a little short. I noticed, uh, you know, I just I happen to be busy that day. Um, you know, sorry you don't get your full uh, forty minutes or whatever it is, or uh, or maybe you like it better this way. I don't really know. You can let me know what you think. And uh, just my little spiel for this week. Uh, if you'd like to give any feedback, I am considering starting a Patreon for Niagara Moon. If you got thoughts on that stuff, you want to see in there. You think it's a good idea, bad idea, anything in between? Please let me know. You can uh, hit, always contact me on Facebook, Niagara Moon Music, or uh, email me at Thomas at NiagaraMoonMusic.com. Anyway, let's get into some Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens, man, what a what a majestic figure. <laughs> this is a great album. This this took me off guard, dude. Wait, how, how well do you know the album? So T for the Tillerman, nineteen seventy. This was one of the many albums that I first encountered in middle school because uh, I was just so bored and didn't really have any friends. So I just decided to get into all the classic albums. This was definitely in the rotation. I was familiar with this going in for uh, for this podcast. Um, however, I don't remember it being so darn good and just so just top to bottom. It's, it's Dude, how solid. are you able to like uh, negate or bypass the influence of like? Because you said middle school, dude. Like or like like what? Ne- what about how did you bypass school. like Nelly, Linkin Park, Eminem? Like Jesus. I've always, well, sir, I've always had the attitude that whatever most people like is not going to be good. Wow, okay, cool. Whatever most people think should be the way, I don't think is going to be the way. Uh, So I was like, whatever they're not listening to. (laughs) No, the Beatles are separate, man. There's few exceptions, but it's like, I want want stuff with melodies. All that that mid-2000s R&B and pop, it's... I, it, it was alien to me. It was like, it was as alien a decision to try to listen to that as it would be like, I don't know, like Mongolian folk music. Like I had equal connections to either of those kind of things. I was, I was uh baby boomer music, man. You, you just you can't live without it. You didn't like Linkin Park at all, huh? No. I mean, it's anything like that, that just had this like mid 2000s, like corporate sheen and just polish like it it didn't i'm a weirdo man i grew up on a goat farm on a hill like it was all (laughs) alien to me i i wanted to go for the sweet stuff the tender stuff the thoughtful stuff and by gosh is that what this you came out of the womb and you were like Um, where did the children play play. (laughs) yes sir like i need a hard-headed woman (laughs) woman 
want to make me out. I like the feeling also, because a lot of people, especially if you're younger, you listen to music as a way to try to connect to your peers, maybe. You're like, oh, this is what's popular. I'll listen to this and I'll get into That's this real. to fit in. And I was like, I'm not going to fit in anyway, <laughs> and I don't want to fit in. And the further I felt like I was going down a direction that nobody else was, that actually like enticed wow. me. So, yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's really cool. Led to some some good music discovery. Uh, when did uh, when did you get into Mr. Cat Stevens? Um, I, I definitely grew up to like a few of his songs from my parents, like like you know like Moon Shadow, Wild World, yeah. Father and Son, mm-hmm. um, uh, The Wind. You know, there, there was like there was like five or six Cat Stevens songs that like I know very yeah. well, like from from childhood. But then, like, yeah. you know, hanging out with Ian, Ian, like, grew up on this album and, like, Cat Stevens in general, and he showed me a bunch of other stuff. And, you know, some of these songs on this album were sounded, I was like, I feel like I have heard this before, but I didn't know it that well. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, and on this album, I, you know, it's Wild World, Father and Son. Those are, like, the two I was like, when I first took a glance at this album, I was like, all right, I know those two songs. I don't really recognize these other ones. But it was so nice to hear. I heard the album like four times, dude, and it's like four or five times. And um, mm. a lot to talk about. A lot to dig into. Uh, this guy was 22 <sighs> when he freaking wrote and recorded all these songs. This album, wait, 1970? He was, so he was born in freaking 48? He was 22 in 1970. Dude, I don't get it. He was a college senior had <laughs> he went to college. He was a college senior? He, I mean, he didn't go to college, but he was at that age. Yeah. Unbelievable, dude. And, um, I mean, his pop career started super early on. He was like 19. He's writing songs like The First Cut is the Deepest. That's an amazing song. I yeah. don't know if you, yeah. you know that one. Yeah. Um, he sounds so much more balanced and thoughtful and like spiritually yearning and kind of like innocent so much more than is there any other artist like Dude, that he's talking about things on these songs like that like 68 year olds should be talking like you know yeah. it's like he's so wise he's so ahead of his age this is a this is like a this album is just full of yeah like old man wisdom yet this dude's tw- 22. Like, how can a 22-year-old be like, ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, and I'll always remember you like a child. And I'll always remember you. He's like, even though I am a child girl. <laughs> and it's so full of insight, like, just how we can... I mean, father and son, I'm just getting ahead of myself a little bit. I don't love that one compared to a lot of the other songs. It fears a little bit in a schmaltzy territory for me, but just how he's able to take on the perspective of these two different characters in the song so so perfectly and so realized and so clear it's not time to make a change just relax take it easy you're still young that's your fault there's so much you have to know or find a girl it's such an achievement it's such an achievement Uh, on the road to find out, miles from nowhere. 
This guy, I mean, no wonder he was smart enough to quit quit the music business. Yeah, so what happened on. with him? What happened with him? He was super famous and then what? What's it? And Israel? then he, he left. He was like, I'm, I'm done. I said what I needed to say. This is just feeling more like a, a chore. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. Let's, let's start my uh, spiritual journey with uh, Islam. And then he, you know, he eventually came back uh, decades later, but he, he wanted to be, uh, he had other things to do in life and sit around and, and expire as a, as a relevant pop star. Wow. Another big thing about this album in particular, T for the Tiller Man, this is, well, there, there was Mona Bone Jacone, which I don't know as much about that came right before this, but this is an album that, um, came right after he had a really serious bout with tuberculosis. So he's 21, 20 or 21. He's almost on his deathbed for a while and took a long time to recover. I think that's also a huge part of the, the sound and philosophy of this album is wow. when you're close to death at that point in your life and the, the things that you put in perspective, I think that's a, a huge component of this. Dude, that's crazy. And I'm looking back at his discography and... Okay, so his last album was like you know in his like first half of his life was in 1978, and then mm. to, and then he, his next release was in 2005, which is like an Earth tour, like kind of like live from 2005. But then he has like a studio album in 06. Mm. Yeah, all as uh, Yusuf, or I guess the first one was Yusuf Islam. Yeah, Yusuf. Yep, and then 2009, and then 2014. So he was releasing albums before he actually made his comeback in the U.S. I guess. I don't remember hearing. I don't know. That. I I don't I don't follow him. I mean, as soon as you even get into the the later seventies with him, stuff gets a little. I feel like a little wonky, a little cheesy. There there's some good songs in there, but <laughs> right uh, when you said wonky, I see I see a song that he released in 1977 called "Was Dog a Donut." <laughs> yeah, it gets. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I lose interest a little bit. I I've never heard. Uh, the stuff from from later in his life could be good. I have no idea. Um, I'm all about this. The, this is the the core. This is um, this the centerpiece of his discography is this time. Teaser in the fire. You were saying uh, you got you almost got T for the Tillerman confused with Teaser in the Fire Cat. Yes, that's the album after this that has like Moon Shadow and the Wind and a lot of the other Peace Train. It has freaking yeah. Peace Peace Train. Train. Peace Train. That's such a banger too. That's like my favorite Cat Stevens song, dude. Oh, Morning yeah. is Broken. I know that one like super well too. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, uh, Tuesday's Gone. Oh, I think. no, Tuesday's I dead. Tuesday's dead. With? Tuesday's Dead. Tuesday's Gone might be a Leonard Skinner song. Anyway, um, yeah, man, this this album is so it it's so elegantly simple, both in lyrical content and like just the songs themselves. The songwriting just gets so kind of there's no like extra complexity with a lot of it, but it's just so it's so like eternal. It's so eternal. Eternal wisdom from your elders. These feel like these could be like nursery songs from yeah. like hundreds of years ago almost. Where do the children play? <laughs> what do you think of his voice, his singing voice? Dude, I fucking love his voice. I love his voice so much. We've come a long way. Oh, I love when people like don't have like that great of a voice, but like 
just it's just so them and it's and they're so unapologetically themselves and they just like do what they what their voice does and it's expressive it's very jumpy and loud it's very low and he can go high and he's like emotional he's got quite a range scratchy it's like scratchy scratchy i was gonna ask what is because it's his voice isn't raspy it's not yeah right scratchy i guess it has a quality in some like i might die tonight But I might die tonight. It's so, ugh, like it jumps out of you. Is, it, is scratchy the word for it? I think so. It's very, it's very dynamic. Like he can go, like, dude, I find myself having to turn the volume up and down when I hear this album. There's like no compression <laughs> on this album. Oh God, especially the last track. I, oh I can't my hear God. it until the happy it's day. It's so like, loud. I can't hear it until it's then. It's so yeah. loud. I have to, I'm like, here it comes. I got to turn it down. It's incredibly loud. Um, I love that song. Dude, I love short songs. I love when songs like a minute long. Yeah. Like, And this dude, that song is, like, is 102. Yeah, but I might die tonight. It's 154. Longer yeah. boats are coming to winter. So what are like your top, like, winter. what are like your top two in the album? Uh, I mean... Like I said, this is just remarkably consistent. There's a lot of highlights on here. Uh, I might have to say Longer Boats is like my top. Oh, wow. Just when the drums come in near the end. It's just, it's so soulful. Longer boats are coming to win us. They're coming to win us. They're coming to win us. Longer boats are coming to win us. I mean, it's a hard-headed woman, miles from nowhere, on the road miles to find out. Nowhere. Like, anytime he gets kind of gospely, he gets a little more rocking. I, I think that's where I like him best. Um, peace train, holy road, glide on the peace train. Yeah. Well, that's that's the wrong album, but uh, I know, I know. <laughs> but he, you said gospel. He has I'm such like, a sense of groove for a folk rock guy. Um, like at Peace Train, you hear it. Um, he's got a song called Hurt later in his career. I love the groove on that. Um, it's he, God, there's so much going on with him. But yeah, I, I think the songs where they have the dynamics and they, they have like the, the chunky kind of gospely uh, rhythm coming in. I, th- I think that's, that's the best for me. But it's, there's a lot here. How about you? Oh, God. I love Into White. <laughs> that's like the shit I love. It's I so love... elegant. Da, 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 da. It's got such oh a my God, like, like so... baroque classical like I sheen love it. To it. I think I, I, that's like one of my favorite with his voice. A simple garden with acres of sky, a brown-haired dog mouse. If one drop by, yellow Delaney. Um. I don't. I don't want to say Wild World or Father and Son just because uh, those like like tattooed yeah. in my life. Um, we played. Yeah, and we play Wild World a lot. Like we played it last night. Like we 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 gig. You know, it's like one of our staples when we play. Um, uh, I love Sad Lisa. That was like really cool, Lisa, dude, Lisa. dude. Sad Lisa sounds like Tool. Like that's like Tool. Like the beginning and like the, the minorness melody. and like you know it's yeah yeah it has like yeah it's had like just like that minor kind of stuff going on. I also really like 
Miles to Nowhere, but I I, I, I really like like them all. I love the last song too. I love Teeth of the Tillman. I love when songs are just Lord like a weird. Lord, my body. I love that. Been a good friend. Yeah. Oh Lord. Uh, what did he say about the uh, with the <laughs> yeah. woman with the with the woman uh the with the rain, the woman in the rain. Who make the rain come, come. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So nice. On this happy day. On this happy day. day. Yeah, dude. That song was the theme song for Ricky Gervais's show Extras. That was always a highlight hearing, hearing it in that. Are you serious? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I heard, the, uh, I heard the Wild World demo version. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On Spotify. Yeah, dude, and he goes, but if you want to go, take good care. I like seeing the unfinished stuff. And then, he, dude, he, dude, the chorus used to go, ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. Ooh, baby, baby, it's a yeah. wild world. He didn't ooh, have his finish. Ooh, baby, baby, it's a, and it just sounds like repetitive and like annoying. Yeah, but like yeah. seeing what he did to make the official version is so, to so cool. To finish it, yeah. I love hearing like adjustments like that. On the road to find out. On the road to find out is so good, dude. The flow, I love. Pick, pick up, pick up the pick good up. book now. Oh. Take a look now. Pick out the devil's sin. Pick up, pick up the good book now. Ooh. That's so exactly that. what I was gonna point out. He's yeah. so good pick at up that. The, pick up the good book now. That syncopation, yeah, was so good there. That's that's like Cat Stevens. That's Cat Stevens. Yeah. Yeah, he's like shouting ind- indignantly, but you know he's telling you something important. Yeah. And true. Yeah. So good. It's true the answer lies within us, so why not start today, right? Pick up, pick up mm-hmm. the good book now. Yeah, this is just full of like just truth bombs. What's he saying in longer boats? I think it's longer boats are coming to win us, but you got me wanting to check the lyrics now. Hold on to the shore. I think it's I think it's my guess is it's an allegory for people in this world want to corrupt you and just take you away from yourself with, with greed and deception, but you have to stick to your guns. That's kind of how I read into it. But let's, uh, let's look at the, uh, the lyrics themselves here. Yeah, coming to win us. Come Hold on to sure they'll be taking the key from the door. They'll be taking the key from the door. Yeah. Uh, apparently he shared in a 1973 interview with Star Magazine that the song's about flying saucers and a personal... Ex- oh, he's he's just taking the piss, though. That's not true. He was just making fun of the interviewer. Um, How was he, like, in in uh, interviews and stuff? Like, what was his persona like in, in when he was famous? I mean, it's Cat Stevens. I think he was always probably a pretty, you know, modest thoughtful kind of guy i i've only heard uh there's this really cool podcast called soda jerker on songwriting it's these two uh british dudes from liverpool uh who it's current um like they they talk to uh, a bunch of famous songwriters and artists they had cat stevens on so at that point he's yusuf um he just seems like a normal polite reasonable guy i don't know he's he's not a big ego for sure Miles from nowhere. Oh, Take yeah. my time. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You like Wild World? So Wild World 
it's it's overplayed, but I mean, compared to like father and son, it's still that that piano comes in that it's still like it's undeniably transcendent still like it totally makes sense that that's his biggest song it it's it still hits you st- it's still got some of that that chord that progression is very like great that's the same chord progression as um uh i will survive yeah yeah and uh, fly me to fly me to the moon mm. very similar to fly me to yeah. the moon it really like every moment of it still hits and it just it flows so perfectly and it's got the right amount of like embellishment like that Yeah, it's got that like chunkiness near the end. I like, I like when it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's got a lot of moments you're waiting here, which is always a good sign. <laughs> oh man, what a great album! So you don't like, dude, Father and Son, dude? That's like a tearjerker. It's man. still good, and I mean, it's just that everything else on this album hits so wonderfully for me. It's Father and Son. It's like. It's very impressive. But it's them they want, not me. Now is the yeah, way. I just, I don't have the feeling that I need to hear it compared to all the other tunes. Right, it's right, just right. like, it's kind of, you get over kind of the initial novelty of some of it, but then you're like, you hear it a million times. And it's just like, you know, I'm okay with skipping it, depending yeah. on the, the amount of patience I have. But it's, it's not hard. Yeah, it just—it's one of the songs that reminds me I'm listening to a baby boomer classic from 50 years ago a little bit. You know, it's—it's like—it's a—it's a little on the nose for me, maybe. Dude, yeah, he was born in 48. God, I can't imagine like 32-year-olds writing some of these songs. Just like reading up about him, he con- in, in December of 77 he converted to Islam and adopted the name Yusuf yep. Islam the following year. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in 1979, he auctioned all of his guitars for charity. He's he's got quite a soul, huh? Wow! Can't see a lot of a lot of other artists doing that. Nope. He has since bought back at least one of these guitars as a result of his efforts of his son Yorios, and left his music musical career to devote himself to education on philanthropic causes in the Muslim community. The guy the guy was bigger than the music industry. Yeah. How about that? Putting out a, an album with the part of your name is Islam. Putting that out in two thousand whatever in America—that's pretty ballsy, huh? I'm sure there was crazy backlash. I bet, I bet a lot of people got fired up about that. Oh, hey. The guy—the guy is a strong spirit. There's no oh, doubt about it. Hey. Is he married? <laughs> like, does he have? A, oh, yeah, he has a kid. Obviously. Well, he had a son. Now, I haven't listened to it at all. I may or may not, but he re-recorded the whole T for the Tillerman album like yeah. this year yeah. to mark like the 50th anniversary. Uh, and like father and son, he's singing it with his actual son. No way. Yorios. I think it's Yorios. Yorios, uh, yeah, Yorios. That's pretty interesting, huh? Yeah, I got to check that out. That's crazy. Away of the... Dude, actually, where the children play, I, even though I love it because it's Cat Stevens and it's the beginning of the album, it's, I think it's my least favorite on the album, honestly. It's that one's also a little on the nose, you know. It's, it's just it's another like big yellow taxi, or whatever that Neil Young's uh, after the gold rush, oh. mother mother nature on the run in the nineteen seventies. It's one. It's another like just generic cry for environmentalism a little bit. 
I was surprised, especially starting with that song, and then uh, you know we've come a wrong way here when he starts double tracking. It gets really loose. Like it's it's still it's cool and it the the vibe is totally there, but it's it's a little sloppy. Oh, oh like like the the two vocals, the two vocals. Yeah. The vocals it are is. a little sloppy. The rhythm is a little sloppy. <laughs> yeah. It's a little off. I mean, I still like it, but it's just like, ooh, this is just like. I know we've come a long way. We're changing day to day. But tell me, why do the children play? This is a young guy. He's just like yeah. ready to go. Like we're not going to. May, you know, correct too many mistakes. Lisa, here. Lisa, sad Lisa. It's Lisa. very organic. Oh, there's such a Lisa, sick part Lisa, in Hard Headed Woman. It's like, it's like later. On. I mean, I like the whole song. I drink to you, my baby. I think to the hurt. I, I love that part. I love everything. So don't it make you feel sad? Cause I'll drink to you, my baby. I'll think to that. such good instincts he has such good instincts for melodic melody and melodic rhythm and just groove yeah, and yeah. lyrics and like expression what a guy dude 22 years old and then the next year he's 23 <laughs> when he releases like peace train dude 23 years old. uh moon shadow is was like my favorite song for a little while in my teens I, I love shadow, that song it's so simple so perfect and if i ever also dude how great is the year 1970 for music i guess like 1971 too but like moon dance there's so much here i'm looking at a list now like after the gold rush all things wow. must pass uh i'm not the hugest fan but like led, led zeppelin, zeppelin 3, three loaded by the velvet underground Working Man's Dead, freaking American Beauty, like the John Lennon solo album. McCartney? McCartney won? M McCartney won. Yeah, either was that 70 or was that 69? I mean, just this 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 particular era, though. Like, what a treasure trove. Yeah, Hendrix died in 70. Jesus. Yeah, a lot of people did. Uh, Janis Joplin, too. The Doors. I'm sure The Doors. How about The Who and The Doors? They really And Pink Floyd? Yeah, uh, Live at oh, Leeds that was, was 1970, 70? I think. And The, the Doors... I don't know if the Doors, but just yeah, uh, L.A. Woman was 1971. I'm also not the biggest Doors fan. It's, uh, we can get into that. <laughs> Bring all through juncture, uh, but <laughs> they got some good songs. But God, what a what a treasure trove! It's here. incredible. It's uh, incredible. That anyway. was like pop music, dude. That was pop music. It's that's insane. <gasps> Bridge over troubled water. Freaking baby boomers are so spoiled with their. Their pop music. Dude, now you look at pop music, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and this T for the Tillerman sits so elegantly in, in that uh, in that collection. Guitar work. The guitar like it's, work. It's totally kind of following that folk rock tradition, but it's it's got its own message. What do you think of the album artwork? I haven't taken like a super good look at it, actually. It's just like it looks kind of cartoony. <laughs> He uh, he made it himself. He illustrated it. Are you himself. serious? Yeah, he went to art school. Um, I also, when I did my album cover for uh, Eating Peaches, that kind of that was cool. a, a pinpoint a little bit, a little bit of an inspiration. Just it seems like it's from like this weird ass, uh, like children's yep. storybook. T for the tiller. But it, it's fitting because he's he's so like appropriate for children. I think. Yeah. 
Like his his message and his innocence, uh, like, you know, I think this could totally be appropriate for like uh like a grade schooler almost. Dude, there's like almost more pictures of him later on than earlier on. <laughs> yeah. Is he like a mysterious guy? Or no? I just because I haven't really um, like looked. I think he just. I don't know. I mean, that's all relative. But I think he's someone who is grounded enough and wise enough to be generally a private person and not get all screwed up in the the mayhem of the 1970s music industry and just be overblown and overexposed and get into drugs or whatever kind of crap like. You know, like any kind of just decent, sensible person, he he kept a lot of his life and his thoughts to himself and just did his thing. So I I think he uh, I don't know I don't I don't think there's too much to yeah. pick out there. He's a cool guy, dude. Yeah, just he has a really friendly face, he does. you know. He doesn't seem very egotistical compared <laughs> he to Van in, Morrison. In his songs and in, in his songs, it comes through. Yeah, unlike <laughs> unlike other people. <laughs> Please, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's like Lisa, Lisa, sad Lisa, Lisa, sad Lisa, Lisa. That's how it must be. Lisa, Lisa, sad Lisa, Lisa. He's such a good piano player. Is he, is he playing piano? I think he plays piano. Cause how do you how do you write a song like "Morning Is Broken" not on the piano? Okay, that's not him on piano. That's not him on piano. All right, but how do you write a song like that if you're not playing piano? I, I gotta Google this now. Shit. Yeah, he played piano. No, I don't know if he song. plays piano on all his recordings, but he 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 definitely. It's these dude. You don't write a song like "Into White" <laughs> or "Sad Lisa" without tickling the ivories. I think. I'm gonna look up. Uh, it's a very piano-based songs. I love Morning is Broken. Oh, look, Stevens developed a relationship with actress Patty Darbin, D- Darbinville, and the two were a pair throughout the period of roughly two years. During that time, he wrote several songs about her, including Wild yeah. World. Yeah, that was his uh, peak creative period. That first breakup, well, yeah, assuming it was his first serious breakup, that, uh, that'll that do it for songwriting inspiration. Um, yeah, man, this guy, I don't know what else to say except this guy... He's just, he's awesome. He does a lot. His persona is really striking and, and likable. And this album really just, there's no real clunkers. It just keeps going and going. And like each track kind of like complements the the one that came before it. Yeah. I don't know, unless you got more um, insight on it. You want to get into to ratings? All right, well, we got the Titans, like the, the the popular Titans, like Wild World, Father and Son, and then Where Do the Children Play is, is pretty well known, isn't it? Uh, maybe. I'd, I've never like heard it by itself on the radio or whatever, but it is the uh, the album opener. Yeah. Into White, But I Might Die Tonight, Miles from North, Sad Lisa, Hardhead a Woman. They're all such good songs, man. And they're all Super like well they're like written, campfire songs. Like they're so time. simple and so approachable and so catchy. Like they feel like they just. I feel like I can't do that. Why is it so hard <laughs> for me to just fucking write a goddamn song on guitar that you You're can just more, play? You do a different kind of thing. You do more uh, progressive. Yeah, and like more yeah. productions. Like I like I like. Oh, I, I think, do all this dude, shit. making music like this, you got to be in a certain state of mind that does not 
come along very often. You got to be you got to be soul searching. You got to be a particular kind of vulnerable that I think a lot of pop stars were never able to be in that kind of place like Cat Stevens. I mean, that that's almost kind of like unique to him. You know, that's it's a lot to ask to to be able to channel stuff like this. Dude, this is a grizzly. This is a really really good album. It's so him. It's so well written and it's just it's just awesome. And I, I just love the seventies mm. sound, even if it's just acoustic and vocals. Like I just it just sounds so awesome. It's, it's and minimal where it needs to be minimal. It really rocks when it needs to rock. It's it's never cluttered. It's 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 the dynamics are, are done really well, I think. I mean, except for when it's yeah. just too freaking quiet. Yeah. I mean I give this album like a freaking like ninety three, ninety two. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling the same thing. Um, this isn't like number one, the kind of music I always want to hear this. I, I'm not going to say Cat Stevens is like one of my very top guys, but it's just, if I'm in the mood for it, I can just really, I can take it all in. So I, I think I'm going to give it the same, like a, like a 92. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet, dude. That was, that was a really good lesson, dude. Yeah. No, this, this is a great call. Bring tea fog to the man. Steak for the sun Wine for the woman Who made the rain come Seagulls sing Your hearts away As wild sinners sin The children play Oh Lord How they play and play For that happy day For that happy day Is he having a laugh? Okay, that's my, uh, that's my Gervais for the week so that's it. I hope you enjoyed listening. Next week we are doing Post by Bjork. I'm quite excited about that. I hope you have a good week, as good a week as you're going to have giving, uh, given the impending events of next week, Election Day and all that. Oh, boy. Uh, but, yeah, stay safe, and uh, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.